Blog Talk Radio. not just women are in danger, but all marginalized people. Where being uniquely different right now might truly be considered a crime. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort, that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election, but good will win in the end. So what today means is that we are far from the end. Today marks the beginning, the beginning of our story, the revolution starts here. The fight for the right to be free, to be who we are, to be equal. Let's march together through this darkness and with each step know that we are not afraid. that we are not alone, that we will not back down, that there is power in our unity, and that no opposing force stands a chance in the face of true solidarity. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything. Austin Red here with Friday Java, a weekly magazine of political theory, polling, and commentary. It is part of the Pian history called people that make up this fascinating journey. We are part of the Obama network. For that, we make no apologies. What we pledge to do is give you the facts on a bridge to history, what body politics is, the most up-to-date theories of political science and psychology. Stay tuned for this incredible ride. Boston Red, peace out. From WBN Radio and on the Boston Red Network, Friday Java. 
our 22nd uh, uh, day of February 2019 edition. Very interesting uh, edition we'll have. Got the old coffee pot going, etc. We'll talk about the uh, Mississippi River strategy of, of Amy Klobuchar. That is from the uh, decision uh, headquarters, and we'll, we'll see uh, where it is going. We have our people at the uh, University of Virginia, uh, Charlottesville, and as we normally do, we salute Heather Heyer. And a confused uh, situation out of Chicago. We won't spend very much time with it. The election day in Chicago, mayor's race then. We'll talk with the ad lady, hopefully, out of Chicago, Emma Young, about the uh, mayoral race. But the headlines have been talking about the smooped case, I think, uh, shooty, shooty. Anyway, Shooty evidently is uh, an actor. He was supposedly attacked by some people. Now the police uh, blame him for staging the attack. But the problem is not um, the attack would be heinous enough, but the problem is how the news media has covered this. They had 24 detectives on the case. This is a, a minor case, although it's in the press. But it is a minor case in itself. Uh, I... I don't even think, uh, maybe he was hospitalized. I hadn't been following his case. I've never followed his show. I have no idea what his show is about. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, this case uh, is one of these uh, made-for-TV type uh, reality uh, type cases. And it still goes on and on and on. Nonetheless, he was charged basically with making a false police report. And they elevated to a felony. I'm not sure if that will uh, stand the elevation of a felony there, but uh, again, they're trying to get as much uh, water out of the rock as they can. And in his case, uh, we'll see where it goes. Supposedly, uh, the police uh, superintendent, uh, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, was talking about that and the uh, misplace of resources and the damage it did to the city of Chicago etc., etc., across the uh, board. But there are all kinds of things that happen in the city of Chicago. The murder rate in the city of Chicago is very high. The city of Chicago has not effectively addressed that, and to address it, they have to do development in the neighborhoods in which it's taking place. To provide jobs is not enough. They have to actually develop the neighborhoods, and that falls upon the uh, mayor now, Emmanuel, which has neglected those uh, neighborhoods on the uh, south and west side where African Americans predominate. It is a bad situation, but we'll talk to Emma more about that and her take on uh, the uh, the case involving uh, this uh, 30-something operator there and where he goes uh, from here. His lawyers promise a vigorous uh, defense, supposedly, not sure how vigorous it is. It's probably vigorous on one hand, and on the evidently they did. A, imagine when you have 25 detectives, 24, whatever. They took video. They interviewed hundreds of people to see whom was on where. They saw two brothers entering the place. The brothers evidently plea bargained it out, and said that he planned the whole thing. Now, how solid that is, I have no idea. Um, if they have a actual uh, video of the uh, brothers beating him, we don't know. But they also claim a check was uh, made. Now, why would you pay someone in a check? I mean, there are just uh, a lot of things going on here, 
And evidently one of the brothers was in the uh, TV series and had a bid part or something there. So in other words, it's a typical case. It would probably happen in New York, not in Chicago. But with the uh, cold wave uh, in Chicago, uh, the uh, cortex uh, coming in, Arctic cortex, etc., uh, they need some entertainment there, I suppose. Anyway, enough of that. There's a, the election that was postponed in Nigeria, more important situation, will be uh, ran on uh, Saturday, tomorrow. And also at the same time, big showdown in Venezuela. Right-wing forces are uh, bringing in the so-called humanitarian food, medical supply uh, into Venezuela. When the problem was caused, and this is an unfortunate situation with the BBC, the problem was caused by the economic uh, boycott, sanctions on the government of Venezuela. And now these same forces uh, that supported the boycott, basically the U.S., known as the Empire, Canada, etc., and some in Europe uh, that are uh, that sponsored the boycott, they've all of a sudden got together tons of quote-unquote food, uh, various kinds of sanitation kits, etc., and the uh, self-created, crowned, I guess he created himself, Juan uh, Guido has uh, is on his way uh, to the border. I suppose to personally bring some of the aid back, but they're in buses. The buses have various checks, and from the news reports, the borders, the major border crossings, at least there are probably many more, are closed at night. So in other words, they'll open the how they will deal with this. They've had some skirmishes. Uh, between the authorities. Now, this is interesting here. You could say the hypocrisy of the whole situation. In the U.S., Trump wants to build a border wall to keep people out, etc. And in Venezuela, they have a bridge, and they have a few uh, military types there, or police types at their border. And Trump is talking about, and they've done the same thing here, Trump has uh, put uh, thousands of military personnel there, You've already got thousands of border police and various other federal agencies on that so-called border with Medico. Now, so far, we've not seen films of any large numbers of troops being deployed on those border areas. We saw one where there may have been 15 or 20 uh, people there and had a container blocking the bridge. But they opened the bridge up. People go back and forth. Now, whether or not the government will let people bring in individual packages, that, that has to be seen. But they basically what they're going to try to do is uh, cause a riot at the border and hope that uh, some provocateurs in the crowd, and they will be there, they will throw rocks or shoot at the troops, and the troops will shoot back. Now, this is what could happen, and they'd use that as uh, something to intervene. At the same time, there are uh, water borders, uh, sea borders, or whatever. There, uh, some of those nations that has been uh, closed off. Aruba and some other very small island nations. They were going to assemble boats there. Evidently, they have uh, a ship coming from Puerto Rico, They're coming in, I assume, into one of those islands, and try to bring in some of this stuff in by sea. I suppose the next option they'll go to is an old uh, trick they've had around since the Great Patriotic, or after the Great Patriotic War. 
they just uh, airlifted stuff. In other words, parachutes. There's plenty of forestry areas, uh, outback in Venezuela, but they just simply drop the uh, various uh, supplies there, and then people could go and pick them up. Period. They find out where they are. They could pick them up and bring them into the cities. And they'll probably pull every trick out of the book. But if they really wanted to cure the problem there in Venezuela, at least the shortage of medications and food, the Venezuelan government is, is perfectly capable of buying the food. It's The problem is the boycott is keeping some of those things out, like insulin, etc. Nonetheless, we'll have a special programming on that. I keep saying special programming. We'll have special programming uh, tomorrow particularly if it's catastrophic. And this is African History Month. We understand that. We will have some uh, programming there. We're about 80% finished with one on uh, Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan is the minister in uh, Chicago, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, a center of uh, over uh, 60 years of African-American struggle within the country. And we'll also have a uh, program uh, with... uh, Vanessa Tyson, she is the academic and is still fighting this in uh, Virginia now with Fairfax, the attorney general. She accuses him. They're trying to decide if they will have an investigation of Lieutenant Governor Fairfax in Virginia. And also there's an investigation opened uh, in uh, the Commonwealth in Boston. But the problem is, is the age of the allegations. The time and date are not denied. He says they're consensual. She says they're not. But anyway, nonetheless, in our presentation, we will have the statement there where you can read it. And also a presentation she gave uh, at the uh, Stanford University. And it's about uh, 60 minutes or so long there. She and uh, two other panelists there, one uh, being uh, the uh, former dean of the uh, Stanford Law School. In fact, he actually... uh, I don't have my cheat sheet here, but clerked uh, for Justice Holland. Um, and the uh, justice uh, there, uh, he retired, and I'm trying to think who replaced him right now. Holland, excuse me. Um, I can't remember right now who replaced him, but I believe he retired in the uh, 50s. So this fellow has been around. He's a Cherry Meredith. He had to be Cherry Meredith. Anyway, he is more the MC uh, there, and there's some Q and A. It's a very interesting uh, uh, presentation there at their center, uh, this behavioral uh, center there at the Stanford University. They deal in this type of uh, violence towards women and girls and boys and men. So I think that'll be an interesting addition to. Uh, African History Month. Let me uh, go. Uh, tears part of our continual coverage. We're going to talk about mathematics here uh, briefly. Uh, for an African mathematician, uh, what it's like to be the only one. Fewer than one percent of doctorates in math are awarded to African Americans. The man's name is Ed Ray Goins. He is uh, one of them. And I'll just uh, read a little bit of it here. It's in New York Times by Amy Harmon. It was not an overt uh, incident of racism that prompted uh, Ed Ray Goins, African-American mathematician, in the prime of his career to abandon his uh, tenured position. 
on a faculty of major uh, unit research university. He was at Purdue, uh, one of the boilermakers. The hostility he perceived were subtle, the signs of disrespect unspoken. There was a time he was uh, brushed aside by leaders of his field when he approached with a MAP question at a conference. There were reports from students in uh, his department at the uh, Purdue University that a European professor had uh, warned them not to work with him. Only one, uh, one of only uh, perhaps a dozen African-American uh, mathematicians amongst the nearly uh, 2,000 tenured faculty in the nation's uh, top 50 math departments. Goins frequently asked himself whether he was right uh, to factor in race into the challenges he faced. That question from a senior colleague uh, on his area of expertise uh, directed uh, to someone else. His department uh, designation uh, to uh, nominate him to the committee that controlled hiring. Hmm. The presumption uh, by a, a famous visiting scholar that he was another professor's student. What about a course of uh, chuckling that erupted a, a luncheon with a Europe, with European and Asian colleagues? when in response to suggestion that they invite underrepresented minorities as uh, seminar speakers. One uh, confused and asked if uh, Australians are qualified. I can give you an instance after instance. Uh, Dr. Goins, he's 46 years old, said as he navigated the annual meeting of the nation's mathematicians in a Baltimore last month. But even for himself, I question, did it really happen that way, or am I just blowing it out of proportion? Is this reality about uh, race? A leaky pipe? African Americans uh, receive about 5% of the doctorate degrees award each year across all disciplines. But they have uh, received just uh, 1% of those granted out of uh, over the last decade in mathematics. Like many who uh, see that disparity, a large pool of untrapped talent, Dr. Goins has uh, been uh, preoccupied with fixing what he's known as a leaky pipe, addressing the racial disparity that exists at every level of math education. The logic goes and the racial uh, diversity uh, amongst those who grapple with uh, math's biggest problems will follow. And to that end, Dr. Goins delivered guest lectures to undergraduates, uh, Middle school and high school math students organizes summer research programs for underrepresented uh, math undergraduates, mentors underrepresented math graduate students, and heads an advisory group was formed in uh, 1969, the American Mathematical Society, uh, that uh, the Professional uh, Association for Research Mathematics uh, Rejected an, a, a, a excuse me a proposal to uh, address uh, the the uh, draft of uh, African and Latino members. Dr. Goins' own journey through the pipeline was propelled by a magnet program that offered advanced placement calculus for the first time in his majority uh, African American. They use the term black, but I'm changing that over. Los Angeles High School, 1990, having aced the uh, AP uh, Calculus BC exam. He became the first student 
from that school ever to gain admission to the prestigious California Institute of Technology, just 20 miles away, could walk there. The 10 African students in his incoming class were the largest group at Caltech had ever enrolled. He learned that when he wrote a paper on uh, the little-known history of uh, being uh, black at Caltech. And we'll append some of these on. Most uh, classmates, Dr. Goins quickly realized, uh, had arrived from math training and went far beyond his own. His uh, freshman year, he sometimes uh, called his uh, high school calculus teacher for help with the homework. In his sophomore year, he watched from his dormitory room the beating of Rodney King. Incidentally, we have a special program over at Blog Talk. It's featured there, an interview with Rodney King. And uh, Blog Talk will be shutting down our format for the last of this month. So many of the programs have already moved uh, to other places, including uh, uh, Spreaker. And I believe that program is there, but I need to get there and write a script and make sure that everything uh, transfers as it should. Dr. Goins won two math prizes at uh, Caltech, and in 1999 he received a Ph.D. from Stanford's math department, one of three African-Americans that had ever done so, according to uh, an informal account by William Massey, a Princeton professor, who received the second in 2004. After holding a visiting professor uh, position at the Institute for Advanced Studies in uh, in Princeton, as Princeton, New Jersey, and now at Harvard. Goins joined the uh, faculty of, of West Lafayette uh, there, and uh, you're such an inspiration. That is from Talifa Washington, an African-American mathematician who is now a tenured professor at the Howard University, that's in Washington, D.C., and I won't read all of this, but uh, I will append it some of what has happened uh, at a recent meeting where Dr. Goins delivered a keynote address entitled The Green Deferred 50 Years of uh, Blacks in Mathematics. His presentation uh, kind of, uh, excuse me, his uh, present uh, kind of uh, conversation about racial insights in a math world. What uh, do uh, they make eye contact with? Not you, uh, said Nathaniel Whitaker. He's also an African-American who heads the Department of Mathematics and Statistics at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, very good university. Michael Young, a mathematician at Iowa State, says he's almost given up on a graph theory a few years ago after an encounter with some uh, leaders in the field of the Math Institute at the University of California, Los Angeles. A couple of them were on a board writing something, he recalled, and I went over and asked, uh, what are you uh, doing, working on? We are too far in uh, to uh, catch you up, they said. In other words, direct exclusion, direct insults, direct um, disrespect, uh, period. So this is something that needs to be uh, done. I may eventually turn this into a special program. I'm thinking about that. I may have to do that because there are other documents that uh, encompass this. Uh, and some studies here, uh, exit interview study, exec executive study, uh, University of Michigan, Michigan, excuse me, advanced 
placed in program, conducted several interviews with uh, tenure-track faculty who chose to leave the uh, University of Michigan for purposes anyway. There's several of these things here. I might do this. And this is uh, Columbia University University Report. Makes recommendations uh, to address the gender race disparities amongst faculty. This is from uh, Columbia University. And here's his uh, a dream deferred 50 years of blacks in mathematics. Professor Goins here. Um, I'll go ahead and appinge this one. Now, uh, we'll change uh, here and go to Decision QHQ. We've used those uh, this uh, place before. We did a, a special program, and I invite you to listen to it, on uh, Amy Klobuchar of the Mississippi. And this is basically what this is. Amy Klobuchar pitches uh, navigating the Mississippi towards uh, the presidency. And it's certainly no accident that the Minnesota Senator... Uh, launched a 2020 campaign standing next to the Mississippi River courses of snow. Not only did it allow her to discuss the uh, 2007 uh, bridge collapse there, but it gave her an opening to argue her regional strength as a candidate. Mississippi runs uh, through uh, 10 states, two of them that flipped uh, from Obama to uh, D.J. Trump, and a third, uh, the home state of Minnesota, was a narrow victory there for Hillary Clinton. 1.52. In a speech, uh, we are gathered here today on the Mississippi River, America's Great River, running straight through the middle of our country, through the heartland. And here's some various maps here uh, uh, talking about uh, of interest is how Democratic victory margins in 1976 to uh, 2010 are uh, nearly identical, but with obvious uh, demographic differences. Carter was weak up north. Clinton was strong in the suburban regions and uh, pockets of the south. And in 1976, uh, Jimmy Carter with the Mississippi came out 52.4. Ford, uh, after the uh, impeachment of uh, Tricky Dick, at 45.23. In 2016, um, Hillary Clinton 49.2, and uh, D.J. uh, Trump, Uh, 44.12. And this shows a map of the Mississippi from where it starts in Minnesota down to New Orleans. In 1980, uh, Jimmy Carter had Uh, 46.56, and Ronald Reagan, Uh, 46.31. Jimmy Carter by a few points. In uh, 1984, Walter Mondale, who was also of Minnesota, lost uh, to Regan uh, by 53.20. Of course, it was a landslide. Mondale got 45.50. In 1988, it was uh, George H.W. Bush. He got 48.19%. And my own, Michael Dukakis, 50.94%. And two of the largest Democratic margins were in the 92 and 96 when Bill Clinton uh, strengthened Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Uh, carried every single state but uh, Mississippi. And so, yeah, it was uh, Bill Clinton uh, got 47.33 and Bush, that was the first President Bush, 37.55. And in uh, 
1996, again, it was Bill Clinton at 52.82%, and uh, Bob Dole at 56.89. And in 2000, it was Albert Gore. He started, incidentally, uh, a trip down to Mississippi from St. Louis um, in 51.46, and G.W. Bush, 44. Uh, five six that was an election that Albert Gore actually won. It was stolen from him. And in uh, 2004, Brother John Kerry got 52.66, and G.W. Bush 49.41. And uh, Barack Obama had uh, similar success to Clinton by improving his margins in uh, counties that bordered the uh, group. Of course, he won Illinois, Wisconsin, and Iowa, but lost every border state and southern state uh, since. Um, uh, a slip in 2012 and in 2014. That was along the Mississippi. He did win uh, Florida and Ohio. In uh, 2012, it was uh, Barack Obama, 54 to uh, point uh, not three, and Willard Romney, 44 point not five. Uh, we jump back to Minnesota. Hillary Clinton uh, carried the uh, state by uh, 51.28 to uh, to 39.27. And the last time around, that was, um, what, 2016? Uh, the River Counties, I should say. Okay. Anyway, we made our point. This ugly uh, situation here two years later carried the same counties. This is what uh, Amy Klobuchar did in uh, Minnesota, 63 to uh, 78 uh, to 32 while carrying the state. She got 60.32% of the vote, and no doubt about it, she'll carry Minnesota. But the question is, will she be able to carry Iowa? Well, we'll see. In 2012, uh, she carried the state with 55.23 of the vote to uh, 30.38. That was the last time she was on the ballot. Oh, wait a minute. In the presidential year, that is. Barack Obama, um, 52.65 to 44. 96 uh, the same Mississippi count uh, Mississippi River counties in uh, Minnesota uh, he carried the state and the counties he carried them 55 uh, uh, point uh, not 4 to 42.62 so her performance uh, relates uh, to recent uh, democratic presidential candidates primarily in the area of uh, in the era, excuse me, of D.J. Trump, they likely would become a recurring uh, talking point of a campaign as it rolls out. Well, before the general election, we'll uh, be betting on strong finishes. She has to finish strong in Iowa and finish in Minnesota, Wisconsin, while performing well in Missouri, Illinois, uh, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Be interesting to see how she does in Kentucky. Uh, and even in Arkansas. The primary along the Mississippi, however, uh, uh, dispersed uh, throughout the election season. The Iowa caucus, of course, is first. While Kentucky and Arkansas voters, they don't vote until what, May 19th, almost June. 
Louisiana and Mississippi cast their votes in early March. Uh, that's getting close to Super Primary. It may be on Super Primary. Both states feature a different kind of demographic uh, from upriver. Bernie Sanders won the caucus and primary nights uh, in the far upper end. He won Minnesota and Wisconsin, but lost some middle four states. He only lost Iowa by a few votes. And he lost Illinois, Missouri, and Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how convincing that was. I'd have to look at that one again. Anyway, this is how they turned out. Uh, I thought we would get that theme uh, here out of the way. Let's go to the University of Virginia at uh, Charlottesville. New Virginia poll, Northam's approval week, but Virginians are not uh, demanding his resignation. This is uh, for the Center for Policy. He doesn't say it was by him. They're anonymous. Uh, Fairfax is in worse shape uh, of the free and battle uh, Democrats. Uh, Virginia split on how to uh, fill potential vacancies in top office. Uh, D.J. Trump is low. New Virginia uh, Center for Politics. Uh, ISIS, uh, ISOP poll. Uh, Shows uh, uh, is weak, uh, but Virginia's are not demanding his resignation. Well, three elected officers statewide, executive, all three have been in battle a few weeks ago. Northam uh, Medical School. I won't go over this because everybody knows what he was um, and not. Only 17% of adults surveyed said they approve of him, about as low as you can go. While 50, uh, while 43% disapprove. Uh, well, large, 44% neither approve or disapprove. That's why he's still there, or in office, that is. Just uh, 31% of respondents say that Northam should resign, while uh, 43 said he should not, so he'll be sticking around. Now, Fairfax. Resignation 35 uh, to uh, 25, but with another 34 respondents saying uh, they're not sure one way or the other. There's a sharp racial difference on this. I bet there is. A response expressing an opinion about Fairfax's uh, resignation was uh, fairly similar to the overall sample with 39% uh, uh, in favor of him resigning, 26% saying he should not. Meanwhile, only 8% uh, of African Americans said he should resign, 29% said he shouldn't, and the rest said uh, they don't know or declined to respond. The Virginia way. Only 19% believe uh, Herring. Herring is the Attorney General should resign. 14% favor impeachment. He's generally escaped the raft there between the other two. Of the 25% uh, of uh, adults surveyed approve of uh, D.J. Trump's uh, approval rate or job performance with 56% uh, disapproving. That's not very good uh, for D.J. Trump. And as uh, for as bad as Trump's approval rating is, 25% uh, Norfolk is even worse. Yeah, he no doubt is 17%. Can't get much worse than that. Uh, president, let's see, uh, the governor, the uh, president, Mark Warner, he's one of the senators in Virginia. He's at, what, 39% approval, 19% disapproval, and 37% don't know about him one way or the other. Study was conducted online uh, by the SO uh, people there, who used to be uh, Ropa. 
This study is different from our previous uh, polls uh, if so, so, uh, has uh, conducted in conjunction with the University of Virginia in that the survey was conducted using a uh, probability-based online panel as uh, opposed to a nonpartisan uh, panel. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, we'll look back upon uh, that particular one. Let me just run to the Washington Post here and make sure we got everything. I think we... Uh, talked about this Coast Guard lieutenant type that had all kinds of weapons at his house. He had moved around evidently uh, several times from military branches, but he also used his work uh, computer, had a spreadsheet of his enemies list, so to speak. Nancy Pelosi was on it, uh, Twitter King Booker, I believe, was on it, um, and uh, several, Don Lemon of what, CNN, I think he's still there, was also on it. So they had a lot of different people... Uh, on his uh, list and how he was going to carry it out. So he'll be in jail for a very, very long time. And urban terrorists. The ACU, ACLU has filed a, another lawsuit uh, asking the judge to order the uh, Trump administration to account for all migrant kids separating their parents. A good thing to do. In the uh, state of North Carolina, they are getting ready to have a new election after all the irregularities they had in North Carolina. 